Welcome back to Advanced Biblical Foundations. I'm calling this the John 10.10 mini-series. Remember, Jesus has come to give us life. The enemy comes to, to steal, kill, and destroy. Real simple. Jesus gives life. Enemy is always trying to produce death. The Jesus gives us life how? Through truth. The truth will make us free. The enemy steals from us. And why? Because he wants us to have death. If he steals the word that causes us to have life, then it's going to produce death. So he's a liar. He's the father of lies. He's always lying to us. He's always trying to get us into some kind of a bondage area. And so Jesus has come past tense and set us free. So Jesus doesn't need to do anything else to help us get free. The problem is not on Jesus's end. The problem is on my end because I've either allowed the enemy to steal the truth from me or I've not appropriated the truth that really makes me free. So we've been talking about the various areas, and I encourage you to, to listen to them. I encourage you to don't just to listen to them quickly, but really let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Because I've, rec- I've seen over the past that there's layers, and a lot of times I'll deal with one layer, but then there's another layer, and then there's another layer. And there's things that God is dealing with me. Again, it's not, we're not talking about salvation. We're talking about how to walk in this life in abundant life. And that's how we walk in the truth, apply the truth, and we reject the lies, and we reject the junk of the enemy. So it's a process of walking, and it's a journey of being conformed to the Christ, to the image of Christ. And the truth is, is that you, everything I'm sharing with you is practical so you can help other people get free also. Now, the, this last part, I want to talk about the issue of soul ties. Now, a soul tie is basically an emotional connection that you have with someone, something, an institution. Soul ties can be all kinds of ways. But bottom line is, God has given us, we do connect, and he wants us to connect. He wants us to love one another. But but when the soulishness gets into it, it's an unhealthy connection. Uh, Modern-day psychology calls this codependency. When I'm codependent on someone that I can't function without being connected to this person or this institution, that's an unhealthy relationship, and it produces not good results in my life. Now, I'm going to take this down a level. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13 through 20. And now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the member of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two is that shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. For every sin that a man does outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Do you not know that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, with whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, let me just make a point here. God made us, and he created us to be 
to be married. It says the husband and wife are to be joined together and to become one flesh. It's not talking, it's not just talking about sex. It's talking about being joined together. But that is part of the issue. Being joined in sex joins you together, and you do have a bond that is connected. That's a healthy bond. Unhealthy bonds are being connected to someone else. Anytime you're connected, especially sexually to someone else, there is a soul tie that is made because that's actually how God made us to function. So he's created us that way. So anytime there's activity outside of God's plan for marriage, there's a soul tie that's connected. Second Corinthians chapter 6 verses 14 through uh, chapter 7, 1 says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? What part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Again, not talking about salvation experience of, going to, of losing your salvation or going to heaven or not going. I'm talking about how to live now. And so what is this saying? Well, it's saying that you can actually get yourself into situations and connected. You can have soul ties with an institution. You have a soul tie with, with the political party or a church or with a business or with all kinds of things that are unhealthy. And what is that? Why are we saying that? Because whenever we have those connections, we're giving access to the enemy to come through that means to access us. And so what God wants to do is to recognize that, wow, we need to ask him to show us areas that we've got soul ties and areas that we've got some kind of an unholy connection. Now, again, I'm just going to have to leave that up between you and the Lord. You're going to have to ask him to show you. Now, the good news is God is always faithful to show us exactly what we need to separate and we need to cut off and we need to cancel the, again, the open doors that we have for the enemy to access us. So I'm going to pray because this is an issue that you're going to need to pray and ask the Lord and uh, show you. So, Father, we love you and bless you. We thank you and ask you to show us every soul tie and every unholy alliance that we've been involved in. We thank you that you have come to set us free. You've come to give us life and more abundant. Mm -hmm. But I pray, Lord, right now for all of us, everybody watching, that, that you ask, ask yourself, ask the Lord to show you any connection, any soul tie, any soulish, emotional connection that you have that's unhealthy. Show you areas where you've been trusting in man, because it says, cursed is man who trusts in man, but blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. 
So Lord, forgive us for areas that we've trusted and not looked to you. Forgive us for areas that we've been connected in an unholy, unrighteous way. And Lord, grant us the grace to be able to separate that and cancel those in Jesus' name. Now, he's going to show you all kinds of things. may not be just in this one time of prayer, but be aware of the fact that sometimes we're connected and we get connected in unholy means, and really we're giving the enemy access to hurt us. So, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, that you would sever every soul tie from the mind, the will, our physical bodies, and cut it off and cancel it in Jesus' name and help us to be totally, wholly connected to you. Lord, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you so much for the victory of the cross and the power of the resurrection and the absolute and total victory that we have in you. We love you, we bless you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, one last thing I want us to look at before we close this series is this James chapter 4. And I'm just going to close it with a passage that I think is really important for us to seal this whole thing. James chapter 4, I'm just going to read um, two verses here. Verse 7 says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. What a promise. So what we've been doing, remember we talked about John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and might have it more abundant. Life comes through knowing the truth, the truth which makes us free. The enemy steals what? He steals the word so we don't know the truth. We believe in a lie. If we believe a lie, it puts us into bondage. So what this says to us is, therefore, submit to God. So that's the first thing. It says, submit to God and then resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Promise. If we will align ourselves up with the truth that we've just been sharing in this little mini-series, and then we have to resist the devil and say, you've got to go and leave me, he will. And then verse 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So it's real simple. God is just saying, look, choose life, choose me. If you will do that, if you will submit to me, submit to my word, submit to the truth. But it's not just a one-sided deal. You have to resist the enemy. You have to aggressively stand against the lies and the things that the enemy brings against you. But the promise that if you'll do that, submit to God and resist him, that he'll flee. And then what do you do? It says, we'll draw near to God. And it says, seeking him. It says, those who come to God, must believe that he is God and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's the Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. So if you will turn to God and pursue him, he, accept, he, he responds to that. Most people respond to love. If you choose to love, they will usually love back. And that's what he's saying. Turn to me. I'm, I'm there. I'm for you. And that's what he's basically saying. Now, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Which is what we've been talking about. Cancel the legal ground that the enemy might have in your life. So I want to pray for us and pray that God will help us to, to do just exactly what this is. Father, thank you for your amazing love. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus, for going to the cross and dying for me. Thank you for forgiving me, for forgiving me of my sin. And I thank you, Lord, that you have given to me life and more abundant. And I thank you that you've completely defeated the enemy. And now you've given to me, you've told me that if I will submit to you, that if I will resist the enemy, he'll flee from me. So I'm asking you now in the name of Jesus for everybody that listens to this, help us to do exactly what this says. Help us to turn to you and resist the enemy and walk in the truth that makes us free. Father, I bless all these people. I thank you for the opportunity to share. I thank you, Lord, for your amazing love and your grace that you've extended to us. Lord, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you for the freedom and life that's in you. Lord, we love you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching. Thank you for doing the series. I encourage you to apply the truth that we've been talking about. I know it will produce life and abundant life that Jesus came to give to us. God bless you, and thank you for watching.